presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. It was absolutely beautiful. How many people really lapped up that worship time? You know, we bring our worship to God, but it has a remarkable effect on us as well. And I hope you felt that this morning. It was, um, you know, really stepping into the presence of God with our worship. God is not someone who just sort of remains aloof. He gets involved in it and he blesses us as a result of our worship. Isn't that beautiful? There's been a lot of music stuff today and you're going to get a bit more from me. (laughs) It's amazing, actually, when I think about how everything's sort of come together that first song we sang I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah next next line Um, what's the next line weapon is a validity Um, anyhow it goes just that song just just actually speaks a lot about what I'm talking about today songs music those sorts of things are I think are actually really important in our lives They do all sorts of wonderful and amazing things to our emotions. (laughs) Um, I'm deaf, quite deaf. I've got hearing aids. Behind all this hair, there are hearing aids sticking in my ears. Yes, I'm never going to really have short hair. (laughs) Um, So when my husband and I watch TV, we put the subtitles on. Who does that? You put the subtitles on. Okay, come on, all the people who are not confessing. <laughs> okay. I haven't, often have no clue as to what's going on. So, you know, up, 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 up goes my hearing aid. And, <laughs> and then you'll have something loud that goes down, 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 goes on that side. Up, 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 then this side. So depending on where the, where the soundtrack is going. But, you know, and, but there's some, some levels of pitch of sounds that just like, ah, just freaked me out when I got my hearing aids in. And um, cicadas, this I found out the other day. You know the sound of cicadas? If I take my hearing aids out, I can't hear them at all. I put my hearing aids in, they're raucous in my ears. I'm just like, and it's not like as if it's just after I've taken them out, but, I, you know, quite a few minutes after, because ta- your ear has to adjust. Quite a few minutes after I take them out, I cannot hear them at all. And I'm just going, what is that? So that pitch, whatever cicadas make, is just obviously gone in my hearing. So that's weird. But one thing I found that when you watch movies and you've got the subtitles on, it doesn't only show you what the words are, but also tells you what the music is. So it sometimes goes, you know, it'll have brooding, dramatic music or dark music, gentle music. Pensive orchestration, that's a good one, pensive orchestration. Rousing music, sinister tone, suspenseful music, light, joyful music. Have you ever seen all of those things? They sort of describe what the music is like. And, you know, when you, when you see all of those things, it made, it made me think of how much music builds the atmosphere of the movie and starts you to anticipate something that is coming in the offing. (laughs) Sometimes it's not just the 
words or the dialogue that's happening, but you actually hear what's happening in through the soundtrack as well. Um, I want you to have a listen to these little pieces of um, music from movies. And I want to find out if you know what they are. What are we? James Bond. Who is the next James Bond? That's the question on everyone's lips. Who is it? Is it male or female? (laughs) So, yeah, we all know that one. Okay, next one. Are we all a little bit... How many people found it difficult to go back into the water after that movie? Okay, yeah. yeah. The worst time that that could have come out would have been summer because <laughs> beaches would have been deserted. Okay, next one. Okay, Chariots of Fire. Remember that running movie? How many people went running after that? Probably not as many as kept out of the water after Jaws. <laughs> that was a great movie, really good movie. I loved it. Okay, next one. Okay, you've got to be into sci-fi. What is it? Darth Vader. Yeah, Star Darth Vader walking in the room. Okay, so we know that one. Okay, next one. Okay, so we're all hot and sweaty and out on a dusty plane. It's a Western, definitely. Do we know what it is? The good, the bad and the ugly. (laughs) Well done. Okay, we've got another one there? I think we must. Love this, love this. I think that's it. Oh, one more. Rocky. <laughs> I don't know. Does, did those things do something to you? I mean, that last one, doesn't it make you feel like you could conquer the world? <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that just... I don't know, I could probably do with that as my wake-up alarm in the morning. How about that? That would make you feel really fantastic. A little bit more than that, maybe, of the song. But, yeah, it's, it's actually amazing how those, those little tiny bits... I mean, these are like 15, maybe, at the most, seconds of music that you're getting, but you're already triggered into what it was. Imagine for a moment if when you woke up in the morning there was some music playing in your ear that would let you know what your day was going to be like. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? If you had that kind of rocky music playing, you'd be pretty happy. Day, I'm going to be a conqueror, yeah, let's go for it. 
But what if you woke up and it was Jaws playing? <laughs> Somehow, I think you'd be looking around every single corner before you went anywhere if it was Jaws. Or how about at the start of 2020 when COVID and we could have really done with a Darth Vader soundtrack, don't you think? <laughs> oh, I could have missed that one. Unfortunately, we don't get that happening. So we don't have that anticipation of what the day is like. Maybe that's not a bad thing. But I want you to think about your life. If you were trying to pick a certain kind of music that would actually be, I guess, the soundtrack to your life, what kind of music would it be? It's kind of an interesting question, isn't it? For some people, it'd be, I don't know, absolutely fabulous, you know, rousing orchestration or something like that. I'm pretty sure Katie would like something romantic. <laughs> we were talking before. <laughs> she likes romantic movies. Um, but what would it be? What kind of music would be the description of your life? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, music and songs, definitely very powerful things because they just get in you. That worship this morning, that was powerful. Thank you, Kerry and Eli. I should know that. I've got a grandson who's Eli. <laughs> I should have remembered that. Yeah. It's very powerful. You've, you've got a couple of very talented musicians there. And Katie's song, amazing. Absolutely amazing, the talent that's there. You're very actually fortunate as a church, and I know you've got other musicians as well. That's not the case in every, every church, so you should be very thankful that, um, that God has placed them in your midst. But, you know, even the most, you know, untalented of people can still bring you into worship with God because it comes from your heart, the worship comes from your heart and it's towards the God of the universe. So I just really encourage you to just connect with God through the music. He made music. God made music. There's no doubt about that. He's given incredible people lots of incredible talent to play music and to write music and we should be very thankful for that, that um, the church still is a repository of some fantastic music that just brings us into the presence of God. But your bit is to make sure you're there as well in the presence of God. You know, there's heaps of music in the Bible. The book of Psalms is just music. <laughs> They're just, they would have had a whole lot of music to go with all those words that we unfortunately have lost. But there would have been a stack of music with those sorts of things. I want to just have a look at another, um, not the whole song, but just the beginning of the song, which actually comes in Deuteronomy, so it's not in Psalms at all. And this is something that was um, uh, right towards the end of Moses' life. And Moses was one of the greatest leaders in the Bible. And the last thing he did before he died was to teach the people of Israel a song. So if we look at Deuteronomy Chapter 31, it says there, have we got that up on the screen? I'm going to PowerPoint now. 
Okay, so let's just go. Yeah, okay, that one. So he says, Moses and Joshua, this is God speaking. I am going to give you the words of a new song. Write them down and teach the song to the Israelites. If they learn it, they will know what I mean them to do, what I want them to do, sorry. And so they will have no excuse for not obeying me. I am bringing them into the land that I promised their ancestors. It is a land rich of milk and honey, and the Israelites will have more than enough food to eat. Now, I've got to stop there because that's the good part <laughs> that God's saying to them. The next bit. But they will get fat and turn their backs on me and start worshipping other gods. The Israelites will reject me and break the agreement that I made with them. When I punish the Israelites and their descendants with suffering disasters, I will remind them that they know the words of this song. So they have no excuse for not obeying me. I will give them the land I promised, but I know the way that they are going to live later on. Moses wrote down the words to the song right away, and he taught it to the Israelites. bit scary, isn't it? God knew what was going to happen to them. And the song itself, I'm not going to read because it's the first 43 verses of Deuteronomy 32. And it tells the most amazing things that God did for Israel. And he warns them in the song not to abandon him as their God. And he tells them what's going to happen to them if they do abandon him. And at the end it says God will rescue them. This was literally a song written by God for the people to sing, warning them of the danger in front of them if they rejected him. But they still did. (laughs) So when I read this song, and I also read a passage in Ephesians chapter 2, I recognized similarities in these next five verses that we're going to read. And how, in this case, it talks about how we rejected God And then how God reached out and rescued us. So it's kind of like, you know, we start at the rejection bit. Before we met Jesus, before he met us, we were in rebellion to him. But God reached out and rescued us. So this is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. It says, In the past you were dead because you sinned and fought against God. You followed the ways of this world and obeyed the devil. He rules the world, and his spirit has power over everyone who doesn't obey God. Once we were also ruled by the the selfish desires of our bodies and minds. We made God angry, and we were going to be punished just like everyone else. But God was merciful. We were dead because of our sins, but God loved us so much that he made us alive with Christ and God's wonderful kindness is what saves you. Okay. That's no music in there. But I've got something that we're going to play next, which is just this scripture with a bit of stuff in it that I asked my son, who was also named Caleb, (laughs) to do for me. He's a bit of a voice actor and he's pretty good at doing this sort of stuff. So can we play that? Oh. 
everyone who doesn't obey God. Once, we were also ruled by the selfish desires of our bodies and minds. We had made God angry, and we were going to be punished like everyone else. But God was merciful. We were dead because of our sins. But God loved us so much that he made us alive with Christ. And God's gift of undeserved grace is what saves you. How real does that scripture come to mind when you hear something like that? That red, evil kind of sounding voice was us. <laughs> we were like that. And then you've got the amazing word, but. And then everything changed. And that's that last section there is what we can tap into. So this is kind of like a snapshot of our lives. This is like the before and the after before we met Christ, we were in rebellion. After we met him, it was totally different. So let's have a look at some of these words in this, in those verses. The ones that are underlined there. We were dead. We'd sinned. We'd fought against God. Followed the ways of the world and obeyed the devil. We were ruled by our selfish desires. We made God angry. And we deserved to be punished. So what is dead, first of all? Charles Spurgeon, an influential English preacher, which we probably know his last name. Not in a moral sense, nor in a mental sense, but in a spiritual sense. Poor humanity is dead as the word of God again and again most positively describes it. We were dead. When somebody physically dies, they're separated from their loved ones and from all that was their life. There's a great chasm between us. They can't be bridged. It just can't be bridged, except that God bridged it for us. We are absolutely helpless and hopeless in the state we were before, in those first few verses of that Ephesians chapter there. And the reason for our spiritual deadness is because we sinned, which means we failed to reach the perfect standards of God. Romans 3 verse 23 says, we have all fallen short. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And not only... Did we sin? But we also fought against God, which means that we rebelled. And God set rules of how our relationship was supposed to happen. But the Israelites completely mucked it up for us. They couldn't do those rules. And that's what that song of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and 32 is all about. Humanity was spiritually dead, separated from God, and as a result, we followed the ways of this world by obeying the devil. 
In Colossians 1 verse 13, Paul says that God rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the sun. So before that rescue, we were part of the dark kingdom and the dominion ruled by the devil who fueled our selfish desires. And he was in charge of that dominion and we were citizens of it. And, you know, Paul talks in that Ephesians um, chapter, it's it's the desires of not only our body but also our minds. The desires of our bodies have to do with things like the five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, hearing. And the selfish desires of our minds are things to do with our thoughts and beliefs. And we're really good at doing the wrong thing here. What we thought and believed determined how we acted. So if we believed that we were victims, that's the script that we actually worked down. If we thought we were worthless, then we lived out that script. If we believed that the world owed us, then we lived that way too. The outworking of what we believed about ourselves was how we lived. And it was influenced by the devil because he had that power over us. So it wasn't only our five senses that got us into trouble, but it was our minds as well. And finally, because we lived that way, we made God angry. <laughs> and we deserved that punishment, just like everyone else, as it says. 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But that's not the end of our scripture. <laughs> Ephesians 2 verses 4 and 5 says, But God was merciful. And we were dead because of our sins, but God loved us so much that he made us alive with Christ. And God's wonderful kindness is what saves you. If you read it in the NIV, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. That but word (laughs) is such an important word. It changes it from that red, swirling, nasty voice thing into that beautiful place. God took us out of that and put us into his kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of grace, the kingdom of mercy, his kingdom. And that was his plan right from the very start. We can read a couple of the the um, verses in Deuteronomy chapter 32 it says there when only a few of the Lord's people remain when their strength is gone and some of them are slaves the Lord will feel sorry for them and give them justice but first the Lord will say you ran for safety to other gods couldn't they help you you offered them wine and your best sacrifices can't those gods help you now or give you protection don't you understand I am, only, I am the only God. There are no others. I am the one who takes life and gives it again. I punished you with suffering, but now I will heal you and nothing can stop me. I make this solemn promise. Just as I live forever, I will take revenge on my hateful enemies. I will sharpen my sword and let it flash like lightning. My arrows will get drunk on enemy blood. My sword will taste the flesh and blood of the enemy. It will kill prisoners and cut off the heads of their leaders. That's bloodthirsty stuff, isn't it? (laughs) 
Tell the heavens to celebrate and all gods to bow down to the Lord because he will take revenge on those hateful enemies who killed his people. He will forgive the sins of Israel and purify their land. Now, who are those hateful enemies? You know, the most hateful enemies are death and hell. And guess what? Jesus defeated them both. You couldn't get worse enemies than death and hell. They are part of the realm of darkness, ruled by the devil. And that realm of darkness was defeated by Satan. Uh, Sorry, was defeated by Jesus when he died. Satan couldn't have a hold over Jesus because those two enemies were defeated because of Christ's death. Our sins were removed because Christ died for us. It was an action done by God. It wasn't done by us, and we can't do anything towards it. It's only because of what Jesus won for us. And because we were dead, there was only one gift that would actually work for us. It was life. (laughs) Being taken out of the realm of the dead and being brought into the realm of life, that's what Jesus did for us. And that agape love was selfless and it was totally focused on you and me. That's the beauty of what Christ did for us. He died, he suffered, and we don't. From death to life, that's what he won for us. But it didn't just stop there. God's interaction didn't just stop with our salvation. He sent Holy Spirit to guide us in life and to walk with us through every situation we face. In a sense, the Holy Spirit's relationship with us is like God's song that Moses taught to the Israelites. He teaches us, he encourages us, he directs us, sometimes even disciplines us. (laughs) All those words that the Israelites were supposed to sing, supposed to remember, were supposed to remind them Now it's the Holy Spirit works in us that reminds us, that teaches us, that draws us closer to him. In Colossians 3.16 it says, The message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Right from the start, I said that it would be really lovely sometimes if we had music that would give us a sense of what the day is going to be like. I, I don't know if this is your, your story, but sometimes when I wake up, there's already a song playing in my head. Do you find that? It might be something that maybe... How many people... I'd be really interested in how many people actually find that maybe a song is running through their head just at the moment of waking up. I just I get a little bit amazed at that because for me it's often a song that we've sung on Sunday mornings you know and somehow those words have got into my spirit like they should they've made me closer to God and I just I just love it the way that that encourages me when I wake up first thing in the morning and when I go through the day and something you know difficult comes at me then something will pop into my mind 
and it'll be maybe the words of that song and I'll just start singing it. I can remember very clearly in just before my year 12 um, exams, I had this song that was running through, through my mind and it, it was, um, because he lives I can face tomorrow, because he lives all fear is gone and I know he holds future and life is worth a living just because he lives. Now, that was my year 12 exam songs <laughs> and I would sing that to myself it would go through through my mind and even in the middle of my exams I'd find it coming back to me and it really helped me I actually had a song that I used to play in my mind because I was a little busy at the time when I was having my kids like really having my kids in the labor ward and most of the times I would never get through to the end of that that worship song (laughs) somehow I just you know, be able to collect myself after a contraction or anything. <laughs> Guys don't want to hear this, but, you know, I would have this in my mind that, and it would just, it would just support me through that, those difficult times. Ladies, you know about this? Yeah, and that song would just play in my mind and I didn't sing it out loud. My husband has no idea that that was what was going on in my head at the time, but it helped me to just know that it was something that was really connecting me to God. I want to tell you a story that happened to me just um, a couple of weeks ago. We were, I lead the credentialing team for CRC churches in this state and um, we were interviewing some people who were just starting very, very at the beginning of their, of going, um, of uh, doing the competencies that they have to do to get a credential. And this, one of the young men, um, we're talking to incredible testimony. We were hearing all about it. We wanted him to get to know us and we get to know him and that was the reason for this interview. And he said, you know, we thought I thought to myself, something something, you know, a little bit fragile here. And I thought he and at right towards the end he says he said, you know, I just don't hear the voice of God. And I don't know, he just said, said a few more words and then and I said to him, listen, do you, when you read the Bible, and he said that he read the Bible in the mornings, I said, do you sort of come to a later time in the day when you, a verse just that you read in that morning or, you know, the day before or something just pops into your mind for no reason whatsoever? And he said, yeah. And I said, why is that not God speaking to you? He's also a musician, and he plays in the church band. And, and I said, does, it, does any of the songs that you ever play, do they suddenly pop in your mind? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, why is that not God speaking to you? And it was sort of like this revelation for him. God speaks to us in pretty amazing ways. Do not discount things that you have learned from God through your Bible reading, they will sustain you through times in the day when you need it. Don't distance yourself from the worship songs you sing here on Sunday morning because God might bring them to your remembrance later on in the week. And I'm telling you that that's God speaking to you. Last Sunday... So this is four days after that interview, last Sunday. I had already warned him. I said, look, I'm just going to come and 
talk to you and find out how you're going with this. He's on car park, park, car park duty, so he was the first person that I, that I saw. And I said to him, how's it going? And he, his face just physically changed. It was so bright. And he's telling me all this. He said, I was reading the word, you know, the first, first book of John and was reading the first few verses and, and there were all these things that were popping out at me and I knew I should be reading more, but I thought I'd chase down one of the thoughts and it just showed me a whole stack of stuff and I'm just so excited and God is showing me all these things. He was a changed man. He really was. He was so excited because he suddenly realized God was speaking to him. And he held on to that. And I want you to know that that is your story as well. God is speaking to you all the time. And you've got to hold on to those things. So when something pops into your mind, whether it's music or whether it's the words that you perhaps read or somebody told you about on Sunday morning or whatever it is, or an encouragement, somebody sends you a text, that is God speaking to you. That's where we hear God. I have never heard the audible voice of God, but I have heard God. (laughs) I've heard the Holy Spirit talking to me. Back in that verse in um, Colossians, it said, I'm just going backwards. (laughs) It says, um, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We sang to God with gratitude in our hearts this morning. Songs, they're from the Spirit. You know, as much as we sing, I want to say to you that God sings over you too. There is a song that God is singing over you right now. Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God is in your midst the mighty one, he will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quieten you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. God is singing over you. Now maybe a song. Remember I said, what's the song that would describe your life? What kind of music would it be? Whatever it is, you've got to understand that there is another song And it is God singing over you. And if the song that you're hearing is louder than God's song over you, and that song is not encouraging, not (laughs) giving you, showing you grace, showing you love, then you've got to try to put aside that song and be open to hearing the song that God is singing over you. Maybe a kind of a, a strange thing to sing to think of but the scripture says it's true he will rejoice over you with gladness God is glad about you he will quiet you with his love isn't that beautiful when all the world is around you and raging know that God has got a song that he's singing over your life that is quiet and shows his love to you. Well, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Now, I know that there would be some people here that find it really difficult to maybe connect with this. And you might be really going through some struggles. 
want you to know that you just have to rest in his love. Sing with your spirit. Say that God is singing over us with a song. I don't know that we would actually hear actual singing, but I do know that he shows us his grace and his love through his word, through the encouragement of the person that's sitting next to you right now, through a text message that you might get during the week, through the songs that we sang here this morning. Those things encourage us. Those things bring us into his presence if we will only acknowledge them. It's the little things that are sometimes the biggest of significance in our lives. You can be part of that song of God for someone else's life if you just reach out to them. You encourage them in some way. You send them a text, write a card. Nobody gets nice things in the mail these days. (laughs) Do something like that. And I assure you that you are going to be part of God's song for someone else by doing that. It's like you're adding your voice to the song of their life. Could you do that? I think it's a good idea. I sent Kerry a text the other day, just out of the blue. Asked her how things were going, how her dad was. You know? You can do those sorts of things. You can do it with your friends. You can do it with your family. You can do it with somebody who doesn't even know Christ. What would that do in their life to know that somebody actually was encouraging them through a text? People see so much stuff on social media that does completely the opposite. We as Christians have to stand up for the positive and start working in that realm. The realm of God's spirit each of us has a part to play in that be part of somebody else's song if you're going through those hard times I want you to know that you can connect with God and as you reflect on what I've said today you may be able to kind of hear that music that's playing in your head and just acknowledge it God is saying something to you. So if you decided that your, the song of your life was maybe not nice, a bit sad, a bit traumatic, know that there's another song that's going on that's full of love, that's uplifting, that's joyful, that's peaceful. God's song for you. And you can ask God to take you on a journey that experiences his mercy and grace in greater and greater abundance. Reach out and believe, each one of us, that we can hear the song that God is singing over our lives. He's waiting for you to just be open to it. Why don't you stand to your feet? Father God, there are many of us here who have had circumstances which have just been overwhelming us, 
Lord, that may be like a song that is traumatic, that might depress us, that might want to even seem to harm us. But Lord, we reach out to you today, Lord, each and every one in this room. And Lord, it says in your word that you sing over us. Lord, we want to hear that song. We want to acknowledge the little things that may come in our week that just show your voice to us, that show your grace and your mercy that you are so desperately wanting us to connect with. Lord, for those who are going through difficult times, Lord, I pray that they will be strengthened. Strengthened by your words, strengthened by the words of other people who just want to connect with them and to encourage them, Lord. I just pray that every one of us will be just open to hear from you, to acknowledge the things that we, that we read in your word, that we sing on Sunday mornings, are words of encouragement to us. Lord, let the song of our lives be different today than what it was yesterday because we've connected with you. Lord, we know that you speak peace and grace and love, encouragement. Lord, so let us hold on to those things. If they come from, from your word or they come from other people, Lord, we just want to hold on to those things. And Lord, we want to put aside the things that bring us down, the things that make us sad, that make us lonely, that make us feel overwhelmed. Lord, we put those things aside. And we're just going to hang on to what you're saying to us. Thank you, Father God, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to go through a sacrificial system to connect with you because that one and only sacrifice of Jesus brought us that redemption. We're just so grateful for what you've done done for us, Lord. We're just so grateful. Lord, and not only for us, but for those that are around us, for those who don't know you, Lord, we pray for them to give us opportunities to actually start to be part of the song of their life, the song that you have of their life, for us to encourage them, to bless them. Lord, help us to be people of grace, people of love, people of mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'd love to pray for anyone who feels that they'd, they'd like to reach out to God. And, you know, this is, this is a sacred place up here. Something happens up here when we want to meet with God. And that can be part of your story today, part of the song of your life, when you just say, I'm going to put aside the things that are holding me back. I just want to connect with God. So God bless you all. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.